Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Well, here we are, Vision Sunday 2021. I believe very strongly that 2021 is a shift for us here at Life into a brand new season. Over the years of ministry, I've discovered that the foundations that are created determine the futures. And I have the sense that we are all standing in the doorway of so much more. It seems like yesterday, 1991, that Marie and I had received this entrusted vision to us and there was a handful of others and God was saying, build the church, build a community impact, create a business avenue and have a kingdom spirit. I didn't understand back then that these four focuses would become the foundation of what God would use to build His church here in Aotearoa, New Zealand, in Australia, and to have a global echo. And I believe that today we stand on the faithfulness of God. And in our 30th year of staying obedient to what God has given us to do, even at times when the journey was tough and we found ourselves in the depths of a dark valley or on the top of a mountain that could see so much more, we can say that our spirits are filled with a renewed expectation for what God has in store having seen thousands respond with a yes to Jesus. And so many new people commit to becoming part of the Life family to help build God's kingdom. I do believe that 2021 will see even a greater level of God's purpose happen through all of those that call Life home. Together, we have seen our natural impossible legacy goal achieved. Yes, achieved. And it creates such a strong foundation to invest into the needs of all people, spiritually, emotionally, or physically. Life from its very beginning has been committed to make sure every person, each individual human being becomes a priority. There's a great Maori proverb that says, Heaha te mia nui, o te ao. Hey Tangata, hey Tangata, hey Tangata. What is the most important thing in the world? It is people, it is people, it is people. And that proverb acknowledges both the people of today and all of those that have gone before. Why? Because foundations create futures. I seriously believe there is a fresh call from heaven and that call has a sense of urgency. It's a call from God that says, who will go for us? Who will become the heart and the hands of heaven? Years ago, I read Isaiah 6, 8 and Isaiah was writing as he heard the voice of the Lord and he said, whom shall I send? God's saying, who will go for us? Then I responded, said Isaiah, here I am, send me. Hands that will reach beyond the pool of self and literally hold the broken. Hands that will bring warmth to the cold and lonely. Hands that will carry others that cannot walk on their own. 
In fact, Jesus spoke as He reflected the heart of His Father in John 13 and verse 34. And He said these words so dearly. He says, a new commandment. 2021, it's a new season that I'm giving, I'm entrusting to you that you love one another in the same way that I have loved you, that you also love one another. And by this, all will know that you are my disciples because you're loving one another. Hey Tangata, hey Tangata, hey Tangata, it is people, it is people, it is people. Hands that help create hope, leading those that cannot see a future to a place where personal value is discovered. And with all of this in mind, we've themed 2021 for us here at Life in both nations around one word, which is the word others. I believe it was Christmas Eve in 1910 when General William Booth, who was the founder of the Salvation Army, was near the end of his life, no longer able to attend the annual convention, but sent a telegram. And on the telegram, there was one word. It was the word others. Here we are in Papakura, Mirai. And I've been reminded again that over the last few years, it's amazing the bond that takes place when we're together supporting others. There is no doubt that last year was a year globally that was a year that was rife with division, pain, and the stark reality that our human security cannot be found in the things of this world. However, if we the church, if you and I would rise with an unconditional self-sacrificing love, I believe that hope will once again be encountered by the human heart. Jesus mentioned love and the wonder of what happens when we put others first. Paul in Galatians 5 and verse 13 says, Hey everyone, just stop for a moment. As you set the course for a fresh year, hey everyone, you have been called to liberty. You've been called to freedom, but make sure that your freedom does not create an opportunity for your flesh or your self-life. No, but through love, serve one another. For everything, said Paul, that is in the law can be filled or fulfilled in one word, which is loving your neighbour as yourself. I think sometimes if I'm completely honest, our Western Christianity can be about what comes our way rather than a heart to love others. And that self-life, that flesh life can be wrapped up in that. And God wants us to move away from carnal mindedness, but begin to serve one another and to make sure we're reaching the needs of others. Let me say it again, hey Tangata, hey Tangata, hey Tangata. It is the people, it is the people, it is the people. If you know anything about life and you've been on the journey, this theme of others has always been in our DNA. In fact, one of our key values come along these lines, that people are our priority. Jesus, He modelled something that the religious people couldn't wrap their heads around. 
In Luke 15, you find Him having a meal with tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners and the religious people. They began to complain that Jesus would even eat with these people that are so far from what is right. But Jesus again in Luke 15 responds to them. And I feel as I was preparing that God is saying the same to us. Think about it for a moment. Which one of you having a hundred sheep, if you were to lose one of them, would not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until you find it. Jesus went on and said, I need to tell you that there is far more joy in heaven over one lost human being that comes home than the 99 that are already in the kingdom. I prophetically feel that God is wanting to make a shift with all of us here in life. It's not about us, it's about what God can do through us, reaching others. I think today, unfortunately, in a lot of the Western world, we have a faith, we have a belief system, which is about what we get out of it. And I want to encourage everyone that's part of life to resist what I call a lounge room Christianity. I'm happy to get out of it, but I don't wanna pay a cost of being a part of a church and being planted and making a difference. I don't wanna be a part of something that demands something from me. If we're just arm's length and we don't get into a team and become part of a group of people that can reach others, then I think we're gonna miss the purpose of God. Last year in one of the heart and souls, I said these words that God is wanting to use our eyes to see someone that no one else sees. Christians have said to me, well, you know, I don't wanna come early to church. I, I just come for the service, I go out. No, there are people that you can see in church, outside of church. God is wanting to use who you are. And so we're in our 30th year. And I do believe that everything that God has done has brought us to this moment. And people are to be our priority. Another great value at life is that servanthood is our spirit. Simply put, this year we're focusing in on others. That's it. Our number one can no longer just be us or me, but needs to be others. Even Jesus encountered human nature in the disciples, James and John and Mark chapter 10. They come to Jesus and say, hey Jesus, you know, when this is all over and we get to heaven, can James sit on one hand and John sit on the other hand? The other disciples reacted thinking, what are you guys doing? But again, Jesus, He called all of them together. And today it's like I feel in Australia and New Zealand, life, the complete family, God is bringing us together. And He said to them, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles, they're the ones that lord over people. They're the ones that have this exercising of great authority, dominating and directing. That's not the way the kingdom works. Whoever desires to be great, great is not bad, but it's how great functions. Whoever desires to be great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. And then I love how Jesus brings it back and He says, for even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And the Son of Man gave His life a ransom for many. Vision Sunday 2021, Marie and I, the leadership team here at Life, 
are asking You to join us in opening our doors, our homes, our time, our commitment to others, to make people our priority by embracing the servant spirit. And as we do that, we bring Jesus into the world of those that are desperate for hope. The truth is God's heart is expressed through my hands. I live with that. I realise wherever I go, the way I respond has a bearing on how God is expressed. And God is looking for all of us to lift our hands and say, God, we're in. 1 John 4 and verse 7 speaks about this love for others that literally comes from another world. He said, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God and everyone who loves is born of God. However, the one that does not love does not know God for God is love. That's challenging. If I'm just living for me and my, and I don't put others before myself, I don't really know who God is. Verse 11, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Heaha te mia nui, o te ao. Hey tangata, hey tangata, hey tangata. What is the most important thing in the world? It is people, it is people, it is people. Father, we come before You as a church community. And we thank You as we are now in 2021 that You are asking of us to make a shift. That You've got a clear mandate and purpose before us. We thank You for the world in which we live and yet the chaos and the confusion that surrounds the human heart is entrusted to Your people to bring an answer of hope and healing. And as we come into this year, I pray that every one of us here in New Zealand, there in Melbourne, that God, all of us will rise to new levels of living and being a testament of Your heart for humanity, that God will see You move in ways that we could never imagine. In the precious Name of Jesus, Amen. Well, I'm not sure about you, but I feel incredibly excited about this next season in front. In fact, I believe it's gonna be one of the most, if not the most significant season we've ever seen. I prophetically, as I said earlier on, believe that God is calling there to be a shift in the focus of how life operates and what life has set itself up to see. I mentioned also this thought that foundations create futures and from my end, God has called us in this last season of legacy to do something that we knew was God and we've been obedient in, which is miraculous to see what God has done. But it was all about creating a foundation that was gonna unlock a future. And this theme of others is not just a nice word, it's about God being ready to unlock more than we've ever believed Him to do. And as I share my heart and what God has in front of us, some of the things I pray that, the Holy Spirit from Marie and I through to you would 
just gain access to the depths of where we find ourselves and the wonder, whether we're here in New Zealand or Melbourne, every one of us working together with a united vision to see the purpose of God. One of our key worship leaders here in Auckland, Geneva sent me, Geneva Wilson sent me a email just a few weeks ago and this is what she shared. My heart just leapt as I read it. She says, I saw a large bucket more like a massive drum of water in the heavens and its mechanisms resembled those water dumpers at a kid's water park. The kids wait for the, the big bucket to fill up with water and when it gets full, it overflows, it teeters and then it dumps water on them. And I saw that as a church, we were no longer waiting for the drum to fill, it's very full and pouring out water all the time. It's our positioning as His people to make sure that we're under the water drum, our closeness to Jesus to receive the fullness of what He has for us at this time. It's not a one day when, it's a now thing. It's not a striving thing, it's a closeness thing. And that thought that God is ready to do something that we have never been ready for Him to do before. I've been sharing, in fact, at Empower Weekend, I have been moved by the story of Abraham and Isaac. And one of the things that I've learned in our response to legacy, the three and a half year campaign, is that God is looking for completed obedience. Why? Because completed obedience releases accelerated expansion. I think we pray for big things to happen. We want God to do amazing things in our lives. And God says, well, I'm gonna test you to see if you're ready for that. Have you got the ability to be able to see the power of God that you're asking for to flow through you and not destroy you? And sometimes it's God's blessings that if we're not ready for it, cause us to be distracted rather than more dependent. Mark Verakis, who spoke to our leaders at our Empower Weekend yesterday in Melbourne, a couple of weeks ago here in Auckland, he said, not only is obedience important, but he also said that your capacity as a person determines the extent or the size of the miracle. And I do believe that God over these last few years has been looking to see if we're ready for what He wants to do through us. Because that's what He said to Abraham. He says, because you have responded in obedience, I will bless you. I will pour out the multiplication power of heaven. And I seriously believe God is looking. He's been testing us. I believe there is a corporate obedience. We've seen the legacy dream come to pass, what God gave us to believe Him for. And because of that, there's gonna be an explosion of empowerment. There's gonna be a wonder of accelerated expansion. But the question is, it's not just a corporate thing, it's an individual thing. God is looking for our obedience to see if we're ready. And that obedience is a completed action, completed response. I heard about one of the guys in our church what I've talked to a number of times over the years, Ian McGregor. In fact, I think he's the oldest person at life that still attends life whenever he can make it. He turned 100 years of age in January this year. So I sent Alan, who knows him, I said, go to Ian and ask Ian, what is it that you would say has been the key to a life of following Jesus and seeing the blessing of God flow? This is what Ian responded with. He said, there is nothing greater we can do than learn to surrender to Jesus. 
It is our surrender where we find victory. Wow. I felt like God said, just keep being obedient and keep seeing what I can do through you. And so as we focus in on 2021, across all of life, all of the campuses, it's kind of like God has brought us down to this one word, which is others. Hey tangata, hey tangata, hey tangata. It is about the people. It's about the people. It's about the people. And you know, leading with Marie life for 30 years, it's kind of like there have been seasons which would not been, have been our selected season, but we knew God wanted us to do that. Legacy was one of those. But I stand here today and I feel moved by the Holy Spirit. Because if you're a part of the life community, there is a commission from heaven. There's a shift. There's a call to say, would you become committed to the hurting hearts that you come across? Would you be somebody that would stand up and go, this is a matter of kingdom urgency. We can get so caught up in the world in which we live that we get concerned about all of the externals and what impact they have to us. You know, our Father that is in heaven is so concerned about the heart of humanity that don't know Him. Jesus said it like this in Matthew 5, 14. You're the light. You are the ones, you are the hands that reveal my heart. You're the light of the world. It's time to stand up like a city. Not hide it, not just be so consumed with the here and the now, but it's time for light to come in to free the darkness. It's time for everybody to engage in the mission of Jesus and to bring love and the healing that is needed. I think I've said it over the years. I wonder what our level of light really is like. I wonder what kind of impact we're making to point people to Jesus. Non-judgmental, compassion-filled, people that are hope carriers that point to Jesus. It's not so much what we say that's gonna make the difference, it's who we are. And I feel challenged. I've been a Christian my whole life with a Christianity, as you'll hear come out of me again and again, that are literally disengaged with bringing the answer. We're disengaged in bringing hope to a world that's asking, is there hope for me? I'm praying that life is gonna become a bridge like we've never had before. We're gonna let our light so shine before men that they are gonna glorify our Father which is in heaven, why? Because of what we're doing, not just what we are saying. I'll never forget, I've mentioned it over the years, a guy I met in Sydney many years ago. He owned a business and I bumped into him, got to know him. In fact, he ended up spending a lot of time and at the appropriate time, I shared my faith very strongly for, with him. Long story short, I led him to Jesus and he had had a really dark life for many years. When he found Christ, you know, one of the things he said to me, he said, Paul, there are so many other Christians that have walked past my door. Why didn't they tell me years ago? I, I seriously feel like we work with people. We study with people. We live next to people. We're in communities where there's a high five, but have we ever said there's a God that really loves you, really cares about you? Is our mantra others or is it me? And so as we look at how we're gonna turn life even more and more into another's focus, I think we need to start at Life Community because God's called us not just to be a church, but a community agency. And we've committed years ago to have an annual investment of $20 million of community impact. 
And you might say, well, why, why the money? Because the money represents a level of commitment that's gonna bring about a change. And for that to happen, we really feel as a community entity that we are about two things. We're about social services and we're about education. Social services is wherever humanity find themselves with nothing, destitute, alone. They need food to eat, that we will be the go-to, now need channel. Whatever you're faced with, it's kind of like there are people that care about where you are. And then education is about future foundations that we can help you rise and stand with value and find and discover that you can find sustainable work. And you can begin to build a legacy amongst your uh, children and your children's children. And so again, through social services this year, by the way, we are committing to have more than 35,000 Christmas boxes, not just here in New Zealand, but also in Australia through Melbourne. And together we're gonna keep on lifting what we can do because every box tells a family, there is somebody you don't know that cares about you, that believes in you, that values you and your cry has not gone unheard. It is something that God is doing. In fact, last year, boy, I'm getting excited. Last year, we had more than 350 community agencies that we worked with to take those hampers of hope and bring them to a door and say, somebody cares about you. You might say, well, Paul, how many are we gonna do? We're gonna keep going until every genuine need has an answer. And I'm believing that God is stirring hearts even while I speak right now to say, imagine what you could do to make that a reality. Imagine how that could see God's heart reflected through the response of our hands. We have got soup kitchens in Melbourne. We've got a soup kitchen in Melbourne and here in New Zealand, we've got seven in Otara, Manurewa, Mangari, Papakura, Henderson, Glen Ennis, Mount Roskill. And we're gonna start more and more. We're gonna see again in community spaces, there's a go-to place where you go, hey, my kids are hungry and I need a point of connection and I wanna meet somebody else that can help me where we are. And so we're gonna continue to do that. In fact, this year, we're gonna rebrand our life soup kitchens to our life community kitchens. And the reason is that we want people to feel valued. It's not like you're the end of the pile. No, you're in a community and there are people in that community that care about you. And, and we want you to know that we're here to help you. And so I believe by changing that name, a little shift is gonna help people find value. Every meal is gonna be prayed over. Every time we meet, there's a room for every person that's around us. Another exciting thing that's taking place is we've been approached to, as a community agency, to launch Healthy Lunches. The Healthy Lunches program by the government They've asked us to get involved with that and they've asked us to supply up to 2,000 lunches into the schools every day. And again, why should kids go to a school just because home is tough and not have food in their bellies? And so we're gonna link those, uh, those lunches and schools close to where we've got our community kitchens so that right across people are feeling that there is hope and there is help. And imagine what that could go to. Why shouldn't we do 10,000 or 20,000 lunches a day? All it needs is people like you, like me, that say, I can be one of those people. My hands are ready and I will not just be there for a moment, fear, weather, oh, it only works when it works for me. No, but sustainability. Yeah. 
Moving into education, you may be aware, maybe not, we run again quality education services, which has been operating now in South Auckland for years and is part of what we're doing through our community working with young people and adults through different government agencies, the Ministry of Social Development and others. And we're able, staff already of 40 that are working in that space. You may not know that all of last year, by and large, we've been working on making another education, again, development. And so we have been working with a organisation called Skills Update. And what they do is provide training for many, many thousands of people to get sustainable work. After 11 months of negotiation, I'm happy to let you know that we now are the owners of a leading PTE in employment-based sector, education sector in our city. And you know what, Melbourne, it's coming your way. God is preparing us for so much more. Over the last 30 years, this company has proved itself Government loves it and in the industry, they've put 45,000 people back into the workforce. Now it's becoming a life initiative. And we're gonna believe that's gonna become hundreds of thousands of people. In fact, I saw this week 10.6% of young people between 15 and 24 are not in employment and not in education. Well, could we close that gap? In fact, there's a great little video I want you to watch. Comes off their website, yet to be updated with the life horsepower. But have a look and see what's happening through Skills Update. I reckon it's pretty amazing and I'm pretty excited. All those that need to get fit, this could be your year. Something is gonna take place and God is moving. In fact, Skills Update has five campuses. Three in Auckland, one in Tauranga and one in Christchurch. Nearly 100 staff already. We're believing that that impact can multiply many times over. It's God-centred miraculous. Not only have we raised the money for legacy, we've got this dream of 20 million worth of community impact. Skills update with all the other things that we are rising to in this calendar year will see us achieve the goal of 20 million worth of community impact in 2021. And I'm excited about that. You know, life's vision if you didn't already know, is to impact and change our generation with the reality of Jesus. We're not here just to do the expected. We're here to bring the wonder of God. And so we want to update. Obviously, you know, many of you that we are starting out Life West and the schedule start was next week. That's now again postponed. We'll be updating you as to what's happening. But boy, are we excited. We'll be in the YMCA facility out at Westgate and we're looking forward. Pastor Ollie and Nikki are so excited and hundreds of people already a part of the West team. Get the news out there and see what God is doing. In fact, over last year and the beginning of this year, I felt like God was saying, Paul, you've never been somebody that's had on your radar a whole lot of campuses But he said, because of your obedience, I want you and I want life to now to begin to think about multiplication when it comes to church and how we do church, not just campuses, but different ways of doing church in again, rural areas. What could we do to bring church to people? And so on that note, just letting you know, there's a church in Australia that have been friends for years. We've got many, but uh, we've made the decision with them that they will become a life campus. So we're gonna have another campus in Australia and in the next three months, we'll be able to update you as to what is taking place, who is that and how that's gonna work. So again, Life Melbourne and this other campus can begin to work together to bring Jesus into Australia. Boy, do Australians need it, amen. 
We're working forward and here in New Zealand, we need it. So here's another thing that you will not know about yet and is that we are gonna start a New Zealand campus outside of Auckland. We're gonna start, start Life Tauranga this year. And that's pretty amazing that we're gonna start. And I wanna introduce to you the new campus pastors for Life Tauranga. Come on, Logan and Briar, why don't you come and join me? And if you're at home, you should be clapping right now. Don't just be observing, but excited. Here we are in lockdown and we're vision filled. You know, it was, yeah, and years ago, I remember sharing with Luke and others. In fact, I've even told pastors in Tauranga that one year, I don't know how, don't know when, we're not kind of feeling like we would do them everywhere. I've changed my mind now. It's like God saying, it's gonna be bigger than you thought, but we are gonna be in Tauranga. And uh, Logan, years ago, you said to me, you know, I'm from Tauranga and I've got a passion for Tauranga. No, no, you're doing too good a job, technically down south, you're not going anywhere. And yet it was really, just at the end of last year, there was like, this is God. And it's like that water bucket, this is now. And it's kind of like, hey, how will it all happen? God knows. So we're excited and we just wanna say, there will be people that will feel like, hey, I'm going to Tauranga. Houses are cheaper. Yeah, amen. (laughs) You can't all leave, but uh, there's gonna be a team, I believe, that are gonna set it up and we're gonna start this year. So why don't you just share in a nutshell what you're carrying for Tauranga? Awesome. About a year ago, we were driving into Tauranga and I turned to Logan and I said, this is home. And I think for us, that was such a setting up of our hearts and our spirits for this moment. We love the city, we have the faith and we are so, so beyond excited to be launching something so special. It's awesome. Absolutely. And as Bryce said, it is home for us. I grew up down there. I'm a Tauranga boy at heart and we just absolutely love the place. We love the people we have a real passion for more and more people in Tauranga to come to know Jesus and all He has for them. So it's gonna be amazing. Amazing. And we're gonna do this officially, but why don't we just pray right now? Father, we just pray for this journey and this expansion of taking life into a whole new city. We know there are many churches, but God, there is this need for what You're doing in and through us to be in that city. And we thank You, God, this is not just a good idea. This is a now God idea. And we just ask Holy Spirit, lead us in Jesus' Name. Why don't you give this couple a real hand as they go? It's gonna be exciting. And if you understand life, then you'll realise life is moving in this calendar year from four campuses to seven campuses. And we're believing that that expansion is gonna continue to go on. By the way, in Melbourne, you may not be aware of this. And in fact, I don't think many people are, but the owners of where we have church in Melbourne have let us know that our time in that building is coming to an end because they wanna do something with it. And so we've been just in prayer and Pastors Craig and Nadia have been working hard and yet we can't confirm anything, but on the radar, there is the potential of something far bigger than we've ever seen in a better location. It's not over the line and it's gonna take a lot of faith, but we just wanna update you that we should be praying right now. God, guide us, lead us. And if this is you, we're all in. Look forward to that, believing that God is gonna do it. As I bring this to more of a focus, This word others is about the heart of the gospel. It's about you and me responding to that. I think for many times the church has been known to be one or the other and I'm gonna ask the team to come and join me. But I felt God some years ago say in a changing world, the role of the church is not to judge people. The role of the church is not to tell people what they have to do before they find acceptance. No, the role of the church is to bring the Father's heart. 
And that means that the gospel, what we believe and live for is all about unconditional love. Merged together with uncompromised truth. And sometimes the church does one or the other well, but we don't realise that we should love everybody, be a part of everybody's journey and reflect an unconditional love. Leading them to a point where they understand that the truth doesn't bend for any one of us. The truth is what sets us free. It's uncompromised. And if a human being wants to find not just freedom in their now, but freedom forever, as they begin to embrace the fact that there's a Father that loves them, no matter who they are, what they've done, what they haven't done. They discover there's a God that's got their best interest. And then as they align to the way that He created us to live, freedom comes. And so over the next season here at Life, we're gonna be very clearly underscoring three words. You're gonna see it in each one of our foyers. They are the words belong, believe, and build. Very simplistically, that I'm praying that the culture of life is gonna further shift, even though we've gone a long way, further shift. And we're gonna be agents of causing the world we live in to understand they belong. Belong, all are welcome here. I was walking just in this service and I walked behind one of the sections in our central auditorium that has got curtains and they, they're kind of see-through, but they're not. You can see, but you can't see. And I felt like the Holy Spirit said, there are many people trapped behind curtains and they need somebody to lift the curtain and say, you're welcome here. Whether we like it or not, our church will not be a place of judgment. Nowhere in the Bible do we have a right to judge someone else. Our church will be a place where you call home. Our church is a place of acceptance, of hope, of healing and of love. Because you might go, well, I don't like that because we need to tell people what they're doing wrong. It's not your job, it's the Holy Spirit to transform. You can't, I can't transform people. Our first port of call is unconditional love. Everybody belongs in life. Come on, everybody belongs here. The second word, believe. We've discovered that lasting freedom follows personal surrender. When you surrender to the God that made you, you discovered you discover everything that you've been looking for on your own. He's a God of unconditional love, but He's a God of uncompromised truth. Jesus said to the ones that believed on Him, if you abide in My Word, you're My disciple, and then the truth will lead you to a freedom that will be truly free. And that's the path of God. Belong, believe, and then build. This word build is that all of us are called and created to create an eternal echo, not just to sit in pews. And there's such an emptiness when you just build your life around what's temporal. We shared that at the beginning. If you just live for you, you can have it all, but have nothing. But I want our world to know that you don't have to believe to belong here. At life, you can just come as you are. And yet, if we wanna build what God's building, we need to all be on the same page. We need to believe. If you wanna join the All Blacks, you gotta do what the All Blacks do. But you see these hands, these hands need to be hands that reach beyond the pull of self and literally hold the hearts of broken people. 
These hands need to tangibly bring warmth to the cold and lonely. These hands need to carry those who can't walk on their own. And these hands have to help create hope and help lead those that can't find their way. Because 2021 for us is about others. Hatangata, hatangata, hatangata. It's the people. It's the people. It's the people. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.